Hey, Industrial Talk is brought to you by Cap Logistics. You want to minimize downtime? Absolutely. Increase reliability? You bet. Ensure operationals profitability? Yes, you do. That means you need 24-7, 365 insights into your supply chain. Look no further. Cap Logistics. Go to caplogistics.com or just call them. They're great people. 800-227-2471. Also, AI-Dash. AI-Dash is on a mission to create a greener, cleaner, safer planet from space. AI-Dash helps core industries become more resilient, efficient, and sustainable through the power of satellites and AI. Go out to AI-Dash.com. Find out more. Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go. All right, once again, welcome to Industrial Talk, the number one industrial-related podcast in the universe. Patricia, I'm not ex- uh, I'm not. That, that's 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 factual, by the way. That's it's all driven by data. That's why I'm a number one podcast in the world. Cool. Okay. <laughs> it's all, that's, that's, that's it's all hype, and this is where we celebrate industry professionals from all around the world. Because you are bold, you are brave, you dare greatly, you solve problems, you innovate like nobody's business, and you're changing lives, and therefore you are changing the world each and every day. Why not celebrate? As you can tell by the. I guess the buzz in the background, we are broadcasting Lusting Live from Distribute Tech 2022, an incredible venue. Put this on your bucket list because there are a lot of great professionals roaming around here, again, solving problems. It's a great venue. I like it. All right, in the hot seat, Patricia, say your last name, Patricia. Please. Seinfeld. 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 Yes. Did I get that? Yes. Okay. She's in Eaton is the company. How are you doing? Doing fine. I am so thankful um, that you are so flexible. To just pop on the podcast because you're a busy person. We are busy at Eaton, and luckily we are. I mean, everything changes at the moment in the utility industry. I mean, from, you know, when I talked to my son about <coughs> 10 years ago, he was not like, Mom, you're not really cool industry. But now, oh. now I'm cool. I'm a cool mom now. <laughs> so that's good. I mean, the energy industry becomes really interesting also for the younger generation. They think about, you know, global warming, the impact, how much energy should they use, what is the future. Uh, renewables, we have just installed solar, so they're excited, and we have a battery at home, so all of that. Did you really? Yeah. You have a solar and battery com- uh, yes. solution at your house. I'm in the PSPS zone, so public safety power shut off. And I got ah. shot off multiple times last year, so I'm at a point where I want to survive at home. Ah, oh, you're out of California. Yes, exactly. I'm, I'm telling you, I don't know how to process this, that the utilities have to shut off power. Growing up in the utility, my dad was with Southern California, I was a lineman, and that, that conversation never happened. Oh, Never. And, and now it's it's like this is how we manage. This is what we do. This is the expectations. It's just bizarre. Do you think that we'll ever get to a point where, I mean, we're transitioning and it's all you know pretty dynamic out there, but shutting down power is just an interesting yeah. challenge. I, I, it's just As a customer, you're absolutely not happy, especially no. when your sewer system or I have a sewer pump 
um, doesn't work. <laughs> <You're> yes. <laughs> you feel like, you know, you're in a third world country, really. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's frustrating. But I understand. I mean, we had horrible fires in, yeah. in California. Um, I think some of the utility maybe have not invested enough. And that's me as a customer speaking, right. <laughs> uh, not as eaten. Um, but, I mean, you know, if it's the trade-off, not having electricity or your house burning down, I, I will always take not having electricity over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, yeah, that makes sense, definitely. <laughs> but it's, it's, uh, it's but, but, but what I do hear, there are people talking, companies like yours and others, talking about solutions oh, on how absolutely. to transition into this this new thing it's happening so fast but they're able to they're starting to think through that that's, oh yeah that's they're definitely analytics i mean you can measure it in different ways but um one of the analytics i worked on uh, was looking at momentary outages momentary outages is when a branch hits a line or something like that relays yeah. tests Exactly. Refires. And so you can begin to measure those and say, hey, where, where does it happen along the network? And when you know where it happens, you can begin to more effectively cut your bushes and trees and everything else. Yeah, out. you start talking about vegetation management, yes, but, exactly. but the reality is, you're right. If you are tracking these interruptions, then you can also pull in some weather. You can pull in, you can pull in various sources of data to create that picture of, say, yes. Get a tree crew out and there. Yeah. And uh, cut it early, you know. And vegetation management is one of the most expensive <laughs> costs the utility And has. it's 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 part of that whole delivery of service. And it, it's constantly having issues. And it's expensive. And and everybody's trying to figure out a best way to, way do, to that. do it. Exactly. And there are many ways. I mean momentary outages is one. Putting sensors out there to measure these all outages and impotency. That's, that's really a, a way to do it, and I think that's, that's something we have to do. Otherwise, you have to underground everything, which is also yeah, very, you, very expensive. Yeah, you can't do that, yeah. too, because then you have all the other, can I underground here? Do I have to get the easement? Do I, what do I do here? How do I do it? There's just so many other things, and that's not going to happen overnight. No, and then monitoring goes again. You don't see it anymore. No, you don't. How, you do need more equipment in the field to monitor those lines to make sure what you don't see, you still have some insights into it. And there is, again, analytics. And I think analytics is really where we're going with the utility industry. It, it, you're, I think you're spot on. And I think what I'm hearing clear, loud and clear at these, this event, is that utilities, and, and let's just be honest, utilities are the ones that are really driving. They, they're the ones, right? They're the ones that have this obligation to serve their territory. Therefore, how do we do it most effectively? They've got you know, pressures on it. So they're going to drive this adoption and this, this going forward. But what I do hear is that there are a lot of, you know, arrows in their quiver to be able to provide that, insights, data analytics, all of the stuff that is necessary to make sound decisions, tactical decisions. Exactly. And especially people like me, suddenly we say, I want to have my own electricity. And if I have too much, I will give it back to the network. And that's a challenge for utilities too oh. and I think that's something a lot of people don't yeah. realize they all think it's the customer it's the customer the customer is very very important but having the distribution network the distribution network really up and running it's a major challenge 
again, I'm sort of old old school when I say this. That when I went to the system operators for the, watching the, the the system and seeing how they manage that, it was a challenge back when you had the centralized generation and they you know now it's all distributed and and. You, you have a battery, they have a battery, you can just, and, and be able to do it in such a way that makes sense and effective. I don't know how they do it. And interesting with analytics too, you see that um, EVs and solar, it's clustering. So it's really, oh, my neighbor has solar. They had an EV, let's get an EV, let's get solar. Maybe right. they talk to each other and they find out, oh, that's really cool, let's have it too. Right. And so you have these clusters and that makes it difficult for the utility too, yeah. because suddenly, um, an EV can use as much as a, your whole house on electricity, but the transform was not laid out for that. Yeah, the the infrastructure is <laughs> not there. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's like oh, now, now what do we do? And that suddenly it doubles your electricity consumption. So how do you build a network that it holds up, that you're aware of it, what's happening out in the field? And solar, very often you have to mention to the utility and you have to get a permit. For EV, not. I can just plug it in. <laughs> so, you know, it's just like, here, there we go. So let's talk a little bit about uh, BrightLayer. What is that? BrightLayer is really uh, our digital solution, looking really at what we just talked about, collecting the data mainly on the distribution network, collecting the data, looking at the data, and making informed decisions for the utility, help them. Where, like, we have one planning tool, and where do you want to put uh, your solar installation, your wind installation? What will be the impact on your network? Um, information like that. So that, that really helps you to figure out what will be the impact and where do you want to put additional resources in there? Or if you want to build an extra neighborhood, what will be the impact on the distribution network? How do I have to build it up? What kind of cable do I need? What kind of transforms do I need? Do, do, you, do you also speculate or, or uh, look out into the future too and say, hey, this is a growing community, therefore you don't need three, you need 954 wire, you need whatever, you need a bigger capacity because it's going to expand. Exactly, forecasting is a forecasting. interesting thing. So you have to forecast, you do a load analysis, thinking through what will be the future load you need? Then you can put in the planning model and then yeah. you can calculate what is the infrastructure and where do I best put it in without having the least impact on changing your infrastructure out in the field. So you have this platform. Do I, do, do, do I put in historical data within a community? Does it learn? Does, is there an AI analytics component? or what? So I have to put data in to get some sort of information out. Yes. Take us through that process. So normally, when you, there are different ways to do um, analytics. One is you really um, test the model. You get data, historical data, to look uh, what could be the future. That's really uh, testing and uh, informing the model. There is another way to just give the data and say, hey, where are the outliers? So let's say put pictures of dogs and cats in there, and the system will say, oh, these these are two-legged, these are four-legged, they look the same, but they will not say, this is a duck, this is a cat. But when you do really uh, train the model, you say, this is a duck, this is a cat, and it will find the ducks and cats and label it, this is a duck, this is a cat. Right. So there are different ways to do machine learning. Yeah, because here's an interesting, uh, you know as well as I do, utilities, there's been that sort of singular focus, and the singular focus is deliver power, at the least possible cost 
for the consumer. Mm-hmm. It's sort of pretty simple, and it makes sense reliably, right? Don't interrupt, things like that. So that's pretty simple, and it's it's and and your decisions all revolve around that from a utility yeah. perspective. Do you find that utilities, as this this journey begins, and it's fast, mm-hmm. it's just oddly fast, able to sort of do it, be nimble enough, sort of retain that same sort of thinking, but do you find that, you know, are you getting good data to be able to do what you need to do? I mean, it's sort of interesting. We looked at, you know, um, consumption, to predict consumption, how also with, you know, COVID consumption changed quite a bit because people begin to work at home and suddenly the whole consumption pattern changed. And so, you know, you need weather data to, to predict what will be the consumption. And these models um, change over time. Like uh, two years ago uh, in California, we had these huge fires. And suddenly we had all this smoke in the air and a lot of the solar um, didn't work anymore because we almost had a nuclear winter. It got colder and the solar yeah. didn't work. And so then we had oh, to yeah. change our model again and say, oh, we have to take it this parameter also See, into consideration. Right. So huh. and analytics is not just done. You, the environment changes and you have to adjust to that. But those are statistical outliers. You, you can, you, you, Although you have to model it, is it going to happen again, or do you see this? This, but you can, you can, you know, you see. Okay, in Napa Valley, you have a fire. You know how the wind goes, so you can make some assumptions. Say, yes, uh, it could come in this direction. What would be the impact? Sure, you have an error, twenty percent, something like that. But still, that there is some certainty. What could happen? Yeah. Some forecasting you can do. So you run simulations too. Absolutely. It's yes. like okay. Here, well, let's let's use this and this. What does that look like? Okay, let's change this parameter, that parameter. Let's see what it looks like. Absolutely, yeah. For our whole um, SIM software, it's all about planning. It's what if model. What if I do a put it here? What if I do that? Yes, exactly. So that you make the best decision you can with the least cost. So, let's say I'm a utility, and I'm interested in having this type of data visibility. So I contact you. Then he says, yep, got it. We can do something. We see it. We have the. How long does it take for uh, you to deploy a system like this? I'm sure it evolves. It sort of grows and learns and does what it needs to do. But just from a baseline perspective, being able to generate real information that helps them make uh, tactical decisions. That's not an easy question because very often we need that historical data to train the model. And very often is how fast can the utility provide it? How often yeah. can they get people to get that data, gather that data? And then we have to cleanse the data first and then analyze it. And yeah. very often we really work together for a proof of concept or something in the beginning to really do we solve their pain points? Do we measure the right stuff? I would say somewhere between three to nine months, depending on how big the project is and how fast we can. Yeah, and and what I hear is there's a human component, and if they had a 
uh, major focus on saying, okay, let's get the data. They're asking for this, 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 whatever, whatever it is. But then we can do it much faster. That's exactly yeah. correct. And it's always, but but this, 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 and then I have to do that, 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 and then and, and there's a, there's a, but you bring up an interesting point that there's that necessity to to scrub that data. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you get the data and suddenly think, why is that data like that? And then you go back and say, I had one example huh. where we measured phases, and one was 0 to 360, and suddenly we had a minus 180. And it's like, what is that? And they said, oh, we have meters that measure plus 180, minus 180, not 0 to 360. So, a simple case, but if you don't know that, you think a negative value, what, what's wrong here? But it's just a different meter, and so you have to normalize and clean the data. <laughs> and, and again, that's on a case-by-case -case basis, most exactly. definitely, because... We've all been there. Yeah. And some, there are still some very old meters out there as well, or infrastructure. Which yes. <laughs> and each utility is different. Each service territory is different. Each, every, everything is different. Correct. And Construction standards, wiring, you name it, it's different. And some devices don't give data and some give data. So do you also have often to estimate stuff? God. If I don't get data here, what is the estimation? What is the best estimation I can do? I hear job security in that one <laughs> because it, it never ends. It will never end. I think, you know, the people think they will be out of a job. No, I think it will just no. be more interesting jobs. <laughs> yes, that is spot on. All right, how do they get a hold of you, Patricia? They're saying that she is talking my talk. How do I get a hold of you? Uh, just reach me at paddykcfoot.com. <laughs> Easy peasy. All right, listeners, we're going to have all the contact information for Patricia out there on industrialtalk.com. Once again, we're broadcasting from Distribute Tech 22 here in Dallas. Excellent, like, like, like Patricia's professionals, all like her right there. Enjoy. Thank, Thank you, you very much for joining, and we will be right back. You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. All right, once again, thank you very much for joining Industrial Talk and definitely your support. We truly appreciate it, and it is a platform. Industrial Talk is a platform that celebrates you industrial professionals all around the world. You're making the world wonderful, and that's why we want to celebrate you. Patty, the interview, no different. She's passionate. She knows exactly what's going on. She is a thought and industry leader right there with Eaton. Reach out to her. Contact information at Industrial Talk. So... You, you, you've got to be about educating and collaborating and innovating. I think events like Distribute Tech and others is a wonderful opportunity to be able to collaborate with uh, people who just, just continuously think through these challenges and what are the innovative solutions to be able to solve those problems. And you're just going to have to be connected. So you, and you're, you're always going to have to learn. So reach out to Patty, Team Eaton doing marvelous things for the utility space because it is changing in a big way. All right, be bold, be brave, dare greatly, and you're just, you know, you hang out with people like Patty and you're going to change the world. Thank you very much for what you do. And we're always here. So if you ever want to get a hold of me, you know where to go, industrialtalk.com. Reach out and just let's have a conversation. All right, we're going to have another great conversation from Distribute Tech shortly, so stay tuned.